Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hi and welcome to the first Geek Town podcast. We're planning on doing this on a regular basis with lots of chat covering sci-fi, MMOs, gaming and all the other stuff we cover at the main site on geektown.co.uk. However, to coincide with the release of Star Trek Series 1 Remastered and Star Trek The Original Motion Picture Collection on Blu-ray and Star Trek The Alternate Realities Fan Collection on DVD, we had the opportunity to chat with the one and only George Takei. If you have any comments or questions, hop on over to Geek Town and leave us a message. Enjoy the interview. Hello. Hi, is that George? Yes, it is. And you must be Dave Elliott. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, good to be talking to you this morning, George. Good to be chatting with you. You're you're uh, in LA this morning. I am. I'm a native Angelino. Ah, right. Okay. So you at home or? I'm at home. Yeah, wonderful. And you. This is not, uh, early evening for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, it's about ten to six over here at the moment. And your um, website is called Geek Town. Yeah, GeekTown.co.uk. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. <laughs> yeah, that would be be great. We're always looking for uh, new visitors. Ah, well, you've got a new one here. <laughs> Wonderful. So we're calling to talk to you about this whole new set of DVDs and Blu-rays of Star Trek that are being released this month. Isn't that amazing? This is the 43rd year, and we still continue to trek on. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's incredible. Doesn't it kind of freak you out, the, the popularity of Star Trek even now, even when it's not running on... I mean, I know there's a new film, yes. but it's, it's not running on TV at the moment. It's really amazing. Uh, but, you know, uh, this phenomenon has uh, made me uh, think on it, and I do think that uh, Star Trek... Uh, the co- very core of Star Trek, the philosophy of Star Trek, was uh, unique, is unique, and still relevant today. Although it was, uh, it was uh, uh, intensely relevant back in the '60s. Yeah, you know, yeah. because uh, using science fiction as a metaphor, we dealt with 
political issues, social issues, uh, and certainly we had uh, mind-boggling uh, uh, science fiction devices, technolo- uh, technological speculation. Yeah, yeah. And so much of that has become reality in our lives today. Uh, I think that's why um, Star Trek has be, uh, remained relevant. For example, you know, um, in the U.S., we had uh, uh, fiery race riots breaking out in our major cities. We, it was a time of, you know, the civil rights movement. Race was a, 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 a turbulent factor. Yeah. And we had the first interracial kiss between Uhura and Captain Kirk, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was blacked out in if you <laughs> in the uh, in the American South, yeah. uh, and today we have an African American president of the United yeah, it's, States. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I mean, we had you know a Russian accented uh, crewmate, yeah. which was pure political political fiction back then because uh, we were locked in a Cold War, the Soviet Union and the United States threatening each other with mutual uh, nuclear annihilation, and today we have in fact. A spacecraft out in space with not only Americans and Russians, which is a mind-boggling thing, working yeah, side by yeah. side, but people from all over this planet, different races, different, you know, Israelis, different uh, religions, you know, all working together in concert, just like on Star Trek. So uh, uh, it is still not only relevant, relevant, but uh, many of the... Uh, uh, fictional part, the political fiction, the science fiction, the uh, social fiction, is reality. Uh, science fiction, you know, we had that amazing device that we uh, called the uh, the uh, communicator yeah. on our hip, and we walked around with it. Today, it's become a nuisance in our society. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you look at things like iPhones particularly now, and, and the amount of things that they can do, um, you know. Oh, you have a whole encyclopedia in your pocket, in the palm of your hand. You know, and we had that lumpy console <laughs> uh, that we uh, looked at, huge uh, screen, and uh, it was amazing then because we got information immediately, yeah. you know, across the galaxies. Now we carry that around in our pocket. I know, it's incredible. <laughs> um, speaking of technology moving forward, the PR company sent me a copy of the alternate reality DVDs, which is the first time I've had a chance to see Star Trek with all the updated special effects. The remastered, yes. Have you seen these versions? Uh, how do you think they fit into the original I've shows? not seen uh, the uh, alternative uh, universe ones, uh, but I have seen the remastered uh, episodes. And uh, the uh, wonderful thing, you know, I'm a conservationist. I like, uh, and I'm a trustee of a museum, and, uh, and with museums, you know, you want the authentic thing. You don't want yeah. a replica of something else, yeah. you know, of what you're supposed to be looking at. So, you know, I'm a conservationist of... Uh, our heritage. But at the same time, I'm a devotee of uh, uh, scientific and technological advances. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the um, uh, beauty part of the um, uh, collection of the uh, first season is that you get both. Yeah. You can see it uh, in its original yeah. with, yeah. at that time, imaginative uh, special effects, but by today's standards, looking uh, charmingly and quaintly <laughs> antique, you know. But uh, you can also have the uh, uh, remastered version, both. And so, you know, it, it's it's the best of uh, both possible worlds. The uh, I, th- I think that the, 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 um, the, the remastering stuff's done um, 
with very much with sort of heart of of the original. You know, they they've not tried to go too over the top with the way that they've redone the Enterprise. It very much looks like just a, a clearer version of the original thing. I think exactly, and it looks like it's really floating in space, and the space is dimensioned. You know, yeah. you see, you get a sense of uh, uh, a much more detailed pla- uh, planet that you're going by, sure. and the sound is dimensioned as well, so that uh, uh, all the technological advances that have been made visually and orally are available to us in the uh, remastered version. But you also see the quaintness and the charm yeah. of the uh, original, and it, you know, it's kind of. Uh, catalyzes the uh, imagination, doesn't it? You think 40 years ahead, and what advances would have been made so that we would see uh, uh, the uh, remastered versions that we're amazed by today as uh, quaint and charming? <laughs> I was uh, one, of, one of the things on the um, alternate reality DVDs was the... Um... The, the mirror, mirror. I wish I'd seen that. No, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, there's, um, the, it's got the um, remastered version of uh, Mirror Mirror and the the evil, mm. you know, the evil. How much fun was it playing a sort of evil version of uh, a character you knew so well? Well, you know that's the the uh, the beauty part of doing a science fiction series. Uh, you're not locked into a character. You know, if you're doing a, a detective or a police series or a western, you know, the, the character is set. But uh, because we were doing science fiction for us actors, it was like do, um, doing repertory theater. Yeah. You know, to, to be able to, yes, I'm Sulu, but not the Sulu that we know and love. It's a whole di- I'm, I'm, I'm a villainous Sulu with uh, uh, an ugly scar <laughs> over his face, yeah. you know. And it was so much more fun to sink your teeth. And, you know, actors are a little hammy. (laughs) And we get to kind of chew the scenery a little bit, you know. And uh, uh, you get to do that, you know, to go into the alternative universe or uh, in uh, another episode, uh, Kirk and McCoy and uh, Scotty age rapidly and they got to play old men versions of (laughs) of their character, you know. So uh, uh, we, you know, I, I think it was a blessing to be cast in a in a sci-fi series where you can be a member of a repertory theatre company. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who uh, occasionally grows a goatee beard and he says one of the uh, one of the main problems with uh, how Star Trek having gone down that route and showing the evil versions is every so often when he turns up with a goatee beard they just accuse him of being uh, an evil version of himself. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other Star Trek releases this month is the original motion picture collection which yes. includes the first six movies remastered on Blu-ray. And that includes the brilliant Undiscovered Country, where you turn up and save the day. Yes, my favourite episode. Would you Would you ever be interested in doing a uh, a new sort of series based around you and the Excelsior? As a matter of fact, uh, when um, Vo- uh, uh, Voyager was about to uh, go off the air, Paramount invited fan input on uh, what they should do next, and there was a tidal wave of uh, emails, letters, and phone calls to Paramount uh, suggesting that they do um, a Captain Sulu series, an Excelsior series. Right, yeah. Because that was the, 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 the expected, anticipated, logical uh, uh, segue after, after uh, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. You know, it ends that way with uh, Captain Sulu go- uh, roaring off uh, on the uh, Excelsior and uh, 
and McCoy saying, by God, that's a big ship. <laughs> and uh, Scotty, with a twinkle in his eye, uh, says, hey, but not so big as had a captain, I think. You know, I mean, that's a great uh, lead-in into uh, uh, an Excelsior series. Yeah. And the, the fans wanted that. But the Paramount exec- executives are tone deaf. <laughs> uh, I-, I thought surely that was going to happen too. But uh, they came up with the Enterprise, which is going back in time. You know, they just didn't understand Gene Roddenberry's uh, 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 concept and his yeah. vision. Star Trek is always going forward not backwards. And there's that wonderful uh, uh, Star Trek song uh, of the, uh, I think it was the 80s in, in the, uh, the UK, Star Trekking across the universe, <laughs> always yeah, going yeah. forward because we can't find reverse, you know. <laughs> well, that's, uh, uh, the Enterprise was going in reverse, you know, going back in time so that you lost the uh, shock of the new. Yeah. You know, what? Oh, look at that amazing technology or look at that amazing uh, civilization. Look at, you know, the, what a mind-boggling thing. Warp speed. Oh, my God. Uh, 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 beaming over. You know, you, all that is lost. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, uh, what is this? You know, we, we've been there, done that, you know. Uh, so uh, uh, I, I think uh, Paramount uh, made a real mistake in not going with uh, the Excelsior series. Would you like to see Star Trek back on the small screen at uh, some point? In some well, as you know, uh, we've lost three of our colleagues already. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Dune, was a, who was a great buddy of mine, in fact, I called him my best drinking buddy, passed... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, in 2005, I think it's been about four years now, and uh, D passed, DeForest passed in yeah. uh, 99, and uh, just uh, recently, uh, Major Barrett yeah, Roddenberry yeah, great uh, passed. So it's going to be difficult to revive it as um, uh, as we remembered it, you know, and and certainly. Um, I'm the youngest of of the uh, original Star Trek uh, crew, but uh, we certainly don't look like what we looked like back then. (laughs) And uh, the captain has certainly grown. Is that the right (laughs) word? (laughs) Yes, well, that's true, I suppose. He's become a bigger actor. (laughs) Oh, I'm being catty, aren't I? (laughs) Uh, So um, I think it did require some kind of Imagination, some science fiction <laughs> for us. There was always a talk of, uh, of of a of a Star Trek Academy where you could have some of the older guys, uh, you know, like some people as like professors. Yeah, as professors, as that sort of thing. But you don't have the uh, sense of um, of you know, yeah, adventure. Ex- adventure and exploration. That's always the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it sounds a bit more staged. Yeah. I was looking at the cast listing online for Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, and you realize at that point the Enterprise apparently had three captains and four commanders on it. <laughs> I know. I, I, You know, throughout the TV series and from the beginning of the uh, movie series, uh, I was campaigning for uh, a captaincy for uh, Sulu because, you know, as as you said, uh, we've, we've been getting advances in in title. We've been getting titular advances, you know. But I said, you know, Starfleet is supposed to be a 
meritocracy. And if we're uh, supposed to be uh, getting these advances because uh, we've earned them, why are we st- doing the same old job? Why is Sulu <laughs> still at the same old Helm Council yeah. saying the same old I, I, Sir War 3, you know, steady as she goes? I mean, it's not logical. It's not the, the way Starfleet should be represented. And so, you know, with that argument, I was campaigning for uh, a captaincy for uh, 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 Sulu. And at long last, it took, you know, six movies. Yeah. <laughs> but Sulu finally got his command. Um, so, uh, yeah, there is that little, um, um, anachronism or, uh, uh inconsistency of having, uh, four <laughs> commanders and <laughs> one captain. Yeah. It's, uh, it's certainly kind of, at least, you know, if, if something happened to one of them, you've always got a spare. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Of course, as well as the movies, there's also um, Star Trek Online due out next year. Do you have much involvement with the video games? Well, I've, I've got a game out now called um, uh, Red Alert Command oh, of course, and yes, yes, you did the... Uh, I'm playing the Emperor of Japan. The Emperor of Japan in that, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've not seen it yet, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it looks very good. Well, do check it out. <laughs> and I've got another one coming out... Uh, 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 Red Alert is out now, but I've I've I just did work on another one uh, called Pain. Yeah, and it is very descriptive of the nature of that game. <laughs> <laughs> do you um do you enjoy doing the game work? Do you do you like doing the voiceovers and stuff? I know you've done voiceovers for um, things like Future Armor as well. Well, I've got um, another parallel career that's developed because uh, things are slowing down <laughs> on. Uh, with television and uh, movies, you know, this economy is impacting everything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just got back from a uh, a uh, con- uh, I, I serve as a narrator for a symphony concert. Oh right. And I just did a tour, uh, a three week tour with the uh, Canton, Ohio uh, Symphony and uh, the uh, uh, Springfield, Massachusetts sim- Symphony. And next week I'm going to Ottawa, Canada, to work with the uh, Ottawa Symphony Orchestra. Uh, for the past um, oh, six, seven years now, I've um, been uh, narrating uh, symphony concerts from Honolulu, Hawaii to Long Island, uh, uh, New York. Uh, so uh, it's become a parallel career. <laughs> what, what, what's the sort of narration? Uh, well, uh, for example, uh, uh, Aaron Copeland's uh, Lincoln Chronicles involves um, the, the spoken word throughout, you know, and, uh, and then it ends with the uh, Gettysburg Address. But the one that I've been doing the most is uh, uh, this um, symphony uh, called uh, Lord of the Rings, and it does have a, a genre relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's written by uh, Johan Mays, a, a Dutch uh, composer, and I get to do the voice of uh, naturally Frodo and Sam and and uh, all the other characters, but the one I have the most fun with is uh, Gollum. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) Gollum is a big hit. Uh, And uh, that's what I'll be doing in uh, Ottawa, uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, I look forward to seeing that if it ever comes out of the UK. It's looking like my time's almost up, so I just want to say thanks again for talking to us here in Geek Town. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Good chatting with you. And you. Take care. Bye-bye.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 